Hello and welcome to the One Board Podcast. I am Rick White, and with me today are two men who will totally give you a tattoo right now if you ask them nicely. It's Ryan Gatowski and Bob Gruel. How are you guys? Five dollar tattoos, man. What am I talking? Uh, <laughs> I laughed yeah. at my own. I laughed at my own joke. I apologize. It's okay, it made it funnier. Yeah, you're gonna want that tattoo. You're gonna want that tattoo from Ryan and, and Ryan alone. I don't know. I've seen your stick figure yeah, my artwork. Artistry skills. I've seen your stick figure artwork in different oh, games, man. It is uh, it is tight. Yeah. Hey, if you're looking for stick figure tattoos, if there's a market for stick figure tattoos, then I'm gonna rule the world. That's right. That's right. What people are really am, into right so. now is stick figures on stick horses. That's really big. <laughs> That's what all the kids are doing. I can doing. do that. Yeah. Man, you know the tribal. I gotta update my yeah, resume. Tribal tattoos were hot for a minute, but stick figures on stick horses—that's uh, that's that twenty twenty joint right there. Yeah. Now, when you careers. say stick horses, do you mean like the horses look like stick figures, or the stick figures are holding a stick horse? No. Oh, so that's just like that would one make line sense. with no, a horse. No, it's head. actually a horse that looks like a st- stick figure. That's yeah, very, stick figure horse. Very different. It's got four legs. Stick body. It's, it's okay. left up to artist interpretation. Yeah. Large ponytail. Okay. Large tail. So. Large ponytail. Yes. Large ponytail oh, was man. Ryan's nickname in high school. All right. So, uh, gentlemen, this apparently is a board gaming podcast. So I suppose we can stop talking about tattoos and kind of jump mm-hmm. into some of our topics for today. Maybe. So we generally start off with what have we been playing so ryan i call on thee what have you uh, been playing called to the front of the class i see so uh we have been playing a lot of clank legacy clank legacy was a game that i purchased for aaron's birthday a couple two months ago and so um it was a gigantic box and aaron opens up the box and she's like you got me a board game before she even opened the box you got me a board game but I got her to defend myself. I got her her favorite game in legacy format. She is a lover of Clank, and so I wanted to get her Clank Legacy. It's a pretty pricey board game, um, but we have really, really been enjoying it. I think the only downfall for probably most legacy games is there's some setup, you know, as things are being introduced uh, into the game. You kind of have to wrap your mind around new mechanics and new things that are on the board. Um, I think that's been the biggest thing is like set up for clank legacy like the side of the box says 90 to 120 minutes and it means that um set up for every game that we've played we're halfway through the campaign and set up for it has been 20 to 30 minutes every time um it's not a bad thing because we're really really enjoying the campaign but it's uh you definitely have to sit down and get ready for it um one of the things we did last weekend we actually played a game, I think, on Saturday, and then we actually left the game out on the table, left all the components out, kind of put the cards away, and then came back to it the next day. We were just like, it's not worth the 30-minute setup. We'll just lose our dining room table for a full day, <laughs> you know? Um, but Clank Legacy's yeah. been really, really good. Um, Charterstone is a game that I really loved. Uh, Bob, you, myself, Aaron, and Kendall played that. Uh, we got six in, and then we didn't finish it but i would uh i would say clank legacy is one of uh a really good legacy game if you're looking for one now i'm gonna ask you just because i've never played clank legacy and i was involved with charter stone um which which do you prefer you personally not everyone 
Which do I prefer? I think because yes. I think because Clank Legacy was a slower start and I like the worker placement mechanic a little better, I would go with Charterstone. But Yeah, I really lo- I really yeah. liked that worker placement and Charterstone. But I will tell you that Clank Legacy is cleaner than Charterstone. There have been uh, I've only okay. went to the internet one time to try to find something. Whereas Charterstone, I feel like every time we set yeah, up the table, there was a lot of clarification. Yeah, yeah. that's where it struggled a lot. I think yep. the rule book. There was a lot of uh, uh, there was a lot of FAQ. Yep, yep. and uh, I think Clank yeah, Legacy, Clank Legacy, definitely they streamlined it. It's good. Um, it has a slow start. Those first two games, you're not going to feel like you did a lot, um, but once you get into it, things start opening up. The world starts opening up the things that it reveals are really fun. So I like it. So how often are your uh, sessions usually lasting per, per game for that? Uh, so we, the, are they diff? Are they differing or? Yeah. So actually we are at a point in the game where the board flipped. So, and that's not giving away anything. And so there's a point in the game where it flips um, so we're going to have a completely different type of game next time. You know, it, if oh, you enjoy Clank... Okay. So it could be a little longer or yeah, shorter? Yeah, we're, we're, we're probably an hour and a half every game, you know. So, because setup setup okay. 25 to 30 minutes. That's not so, bad. Uh, a good example would be, hey, I'm setting up the game. I think that's a little longer than oh, Charterstone, yeah. Yeah. actually. Charterstone was... I think Charterstone was easier to pick up and just get into. Um when you start a game of Clank Legacy, usually you read an epilogue and then you have like five things to add to the board and you have to go find a new card. Okay. And if if there's okay. a specific card out there, you have to go find a different card. So there's a lot there's a lot of upkeep, okay. but I think it's worth it. You know, if you make time for it, it's worth it. Nice. Okay. So you're you did say, you know, you prefer maybe Clank Legacy over Charterstone. Uh, do you prefer if you're comparing Clank Legacy to your least favorite child? So actually, I, I think I think <laughs> I like. Did I say that I liked Clank Legacy a little more than Charter? No, you said you said he he had that backwards. You said you actually prefer oh, Charterstone. Just yeah. because sorry, of my the, fault. Charterstone. Come on, yeah. Charterstone to so, your least favorite yo, child. <laughs> rules wise, Clank Legacy, like shock value, opening up a new box, Charterstone. So it's it's I like them for different mm-hmm. reasons. Do I like yeah. either of them more than one of my kids? My Your least, least favorite. Oh, kid. My least Let's favorite keep that kid. in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> if the house was burning that's, that's down, important. here's the thing: if the house is burning down, you would save Charterstone one of these first. Boxes have legs. <laughs> my kids have legs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. I so really hope this never comes back before. and bites me now that it's in an audio format now on the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> well, Ryan, while you've been rocking some legacy games at home that are like actual board games that you open up, um, I have been doing quite a lot of play on Board Game Arena, um, and so to some of the games I'm trying to use this opportunity to learn things and play things that I might not get to play with my regular group. Or in the case of the first game, I was going to talk about a game that I've had on my shelf for like a year and haven't been able to play it. So let's just play it digitally. And that's Targi, 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 T-A-R-G-I, 
Oh, um, from Cosmos, Cosmos, Cosmos. Gosh, yeah. pronouncing you're things really, is going to be great. You're Ryan, really you struggling all, with all the, the wrong things here, out. Rick. Yeah, uh huh. It is a gay game uh, from uh, uh, put out in 2012. It's a two player game, and you know I really like two player games, but um, it's a little bit heavier, I would say, than some of the two player games that I've played in the past. Um, so you have uh, in this game. There's a border of cards that have uh, actions on them and in the middle of this border. So that makes like a four by four grid. And in the middle is a three by three grid of like resources or um, things that you can buy. And so on your turn, you place things on the border um, and you place three markers on the border and then the intersections. So if you're to draw imaginary lines going through the game from each of the pieces that you put on the border, the intersections of those lines, you're going to put little cylinders down. And so those are the items in the middle that you get to pick. And there's restrictions, like you can't place one of your people on the opposite side that uh, from your opponent. So you can kind of strategize how to block people and things like that. Um, but basically what you're trying to do is acquire resources and use them to um, get uh, get items and things that will get you victory points. Uh, you kind of have a tableau in front of you, and the way that you arrange that can get you bonus points. Um, I've played it a few times online. I turns out I'm not very good at it, um, but um, I really enjoy it. I think it provides a really solid like. You kind of have to come up with a plan of how you want to move forward, but the other person is almost always mm-hmm. interrupting that plan. And so I like games that force you to kind of be willing to adjust on the fly where you can't like plan 18 turns ahead because somebody else has kind of uh, ruined all of what you're trying to do. And you kind of have the opportunity to do that for your opponent as well. So it's a really good game. I'm going to keep playing it and we've got a a copy of it here at home. So I'll probably try to break it out with Sarah here in a few weeks. Um, But yeah, it's a really good game, an older game and one that if you're on board game arena, that doesn't get a lot of attention. There's not a lot of people playing it, but um, I've, found somebody yeah. to play it every single time i wanted to so that's cool. it's, it's fun i uh, i've really enjoyed board game arena so it's been uh it's been a good uh it's been a good way to uh interact with people online so yeah but uh bob is too fancy for board game arena these days so bob what have you been playing <laughs> that's not that's not true at all man uh, i've been i've been on board game arena a little bit it's just a lot of my uh spare time for board gaming has been taken up by um, a couple of projects um, from Chad uh, Elkins, 25th Century. Has uh, We've been involved with te- playtesting some things that he has uh, up and coming on the horizon uh, down the road for um, Kickstarter. And um, also, we've been, I've been doing a lot of uh, Tabletop Simulator. Um, so one of the games that I played at Origins, uh, in 2019 was Fate of the West, which is, um, exclusively a Skybound, uh, title. So it will be released by Skybound. I'm not sure whether or not it's going direct to retail or if it's Kickstarter. I would imagine it's Kickstarter, but, um, uh, Derek Funkhauser and Isaac Villa, uh, Derek with Skybound and Isaac with Gaming with Sidekicks, uh, we have been gathering on TTS and Discord to kind of uh, help sanding the edges a little bit 
Um, we've been play testing this a lot and messing with some mechanics. Derek has some ideas. Me and Isaac have had some ideas, and he keeps TTS is really good um, platform media platform to get your uh, board game into other people's hands. So it's very quick. Derek's very quick on the fly with updating pieces or reworking uh, um, images mm-hmm. on the board and changing things and just popping them right into the game. It's really fun to watch this actually go down. Um, so we've been play testing that. We've probably played, oh, uh, maybe t- 10 times in the last couple weeks. Uh, as a matter of fact, as soon as we're done this podcast, um, I'm jumping right on to TTS to uh, test some new mechanics cool. that we have uh, for the game. It's a really cool Western-themed game uh, with worker placement, um, with a kind of a, a a bumping worker mentality. So you have workers that you're placing on the board to do all kinds of different actions to gain resources, um, to gain victory points by turning those resources into things um, that help you get more resources. And then there's end game scoring, obviously. Um, but it's the one of the really cool things is for, to keep it Western themed. So it's kind of a Euro. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of theme involved in Euros, but this does have some really good, heavy Western themed and where the bumping mentality of the workers, you have to defend and uh, offense and defense of using a, a revolver for your player board. So uh, oh, you're kind of entering different I... places and using your worker. Say that again, Ray? I, I really dug it when we played, uh, and I know you said that a lot has changed since then, but uh, when we played it at Origins, yes. it was really good. I mean, there was a lot to like, and it you yeah. definitely felt that Euro feel, and I'm sure even more has, has come about over the past couple of months. Yeah, but the same bones are still there, Ryan. So the same mentality of going out and grabbing the different resources that you remember, uh, the fate track has completely uh, been adjusted and works entirely different, but it works so cool. Uh, where you're you're battling good and evil and swinging uh, the board back and forth um, and on how the board and the game is modular so it adjusts. Different worker placement spots adjust throughout the game based on what you do in the game. It's a, it's a very fun worker placement game, resource management, hand management, I guess you would kind of call that. So, But yeah, it's been fun, man. So that's that's mainly what I've been doing. Uh, play testing, honestly, and a little bit of BGA. Uh, I want to get on Tabletopia too because everybody, um, and this is one of the interesting things that's come out of this whole um, uh, time that we're in um, of all these changes that are being made. Everybody's going online. So with BGA mm-hmm. and uh, Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia is growing yeah. so much. Uh, I see. Um, Forbidden Games put Raccoon Tycoon on there and now Railroad Rivals mm. and companies are just piling games onto these platforms uh, and I really nice. need to diversify uh, and get, get some more time to get out there and and uh, you guys have to get on with me too so you know yeah I've got Tabletopia so I need players I can, so. I can do that part okay yeah, and I think, you know, we've been doing a lot of digital gaming, but that's not the only option that people have right now. So on the other side of this break, we're going to talk to you about print and play. Yeah, print and play. Yeah. 
All right, we are back, and today we're talking about a little thing called print and plays. Did you know, public, did you know, I'm talking to the public right now, guys, so if you could just give me a little bit of space. Yeah. yeah. Back off the, okay. I mean, yeah, if I'm you could just back anyway, off the so. microphone for just a second. Hey, listening yeah. public, yeah, yeah, yeah. did you know that you could actually have some board games if you just had a real nice printer? Maybe a laptop, computer, some kind of device to send files to that printer? Did you know that equals board games? Let me tell you about it. Coming close. Open your ears. Stick those earbuds in. Let's talk. Was that good? Did you guys like that? I think I'm going to start. It started yeah. to do a little bit of Fraser. <laughs> yeah, it did there. get a little sultry in there. Yeah, you did. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. listening. That's good. Yeah, I could go for that. Mm, that's good. <laughs> I, I, I felt like I needed to add a little more sex appeal to our podcast, so... I feel like I yeah. can't say that word I'll on our podcast. Out, and then people will Appeal. be like, "Whoa, what did he say?" <laughs> well, I, I wasn't listening, but now I am. Whoa, I heard <laughs> yeah. a bleep. I need to listen a little harder. I got to share this with my friends. There you go. Well, after our somewhat uh, riotous live stream, yeah, quote unquote stream, live stream yeah. from this weekend, you're just off That's you're right. just off the chain. That was hilarious. It was really good. <laughs> so if you uh don't know uh yeah. the barely balanced folks, which are a uh, acrobatic troupe uh that is currently in Atlanta right now, uh as they're traveling, but uh they were we did a pseudo live stream with them. We played Jackbox party games and we had a really, really good time. So if you want to look that up, Facebook.com slash one board family. Okay. Rick, Yay. Rick, so talk about print and plays. Tell me about one. Okay. Oh, sure. Um, so print and plays, basically, uh, you get access to PDF files, usually, something like that, and you print off your own games. And so it can be pretty basic mm-hmm. if you want it to be. So, like, for instance, um, I believe it's Days of Wonder, I think is the company. I apologize if it's not uh, put out Corinth yep, yep. Um, for yeah, and they put out Corinth for, you know, people to play during the coronavirus. I printed that out on, uh, you know, cheap paper because it's a roll and write, uh, plus the components that we're going to reuse. I put on some more durable paper that we got, and so that can work. Or there are people that go to great lengths to make sure that these are almost game, you know, like a published game would be. So they, you know, invest in laminators. They, you know, use all kinds of tools and different things to make these games work the way that they want them to. Um, But you've got all kinds of options. And there's tons of games out there, you know, published games that have print and play versions. Or games that people have kind of just designed and maybe you know, they're play testing or something like that, or just, you know, it never got to a publisher that you can get your hands on. So we wanted to kind of give you some awareness of some of yeah, those options. Because honestly, if you have a good printer or if you have access to a printer, um, one of the things I've done before is I've gone to Staples and just had them print off a couple sheets. Um, this way I had something high quality that I could sleeve. And so uh, it's definitely yeah. the way to and go. I appreciate, and, I, and I appreciate the fact that a lot of people are um, – understanding of people's abilities and are including uh, with their print and plays high res and yeah. low res print options. Yep. Oh, so yeah. there are those people who are like, well, I'm, I'm a minimalist. Uh, I only have a black and white printer. I don't have color or I don't have a good paper quality. I just want the, the yeah. lines. You know what I mean? Um, and then there are people who 
Okay, give me the pictures, give me the color. I need all the I need all the bang, the bling. I need all that. And I like that everybody's um, a lot of people I've been seeing are offering both of those different options. Also, want to point out, and I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Frank West actually um, created a print and play version of his Isle of Cats what? release for this cool. year. Yep. What? Yes, sir. Nice. Isle of Cats is really good. Okay, give me a second. You guys keep talking. So, got so there. while while Rick is surfing the internet, um, what what is a what is one of your first print and play? Uh, what what was one of your first print and plays for you? Oof, um, man, I remember mine. It was Strawberry was Ninja from a couple oh. of years back, about three or four years Strawberry ago. Ninja, I I Strawberry remember Ninja, that actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I brought it into work. I, I I just basically printed it out and sleeved them, and so it was a pretty cool, pretty cool movement game where you're trying to uh, move and and I can't remember the objective completely, but I I loved it. It you know it was small enough that I could throw into a book bag and take with me. So yeah, Strawberry I Ninja. think honestly one of my very first print and plays that I ever got my hands on was probably probably um what's the game? It's a Reiner Knizia game. Uh, Modern Art. Oh, Modern yeah, that Art. Helps. <laughs> okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. It's a Reiner Knizia <laughs> oh, so- game. One of six hundred. <laughs> yeah. Um it was uh, Modern Art the card game. Okay. So okay. Um, cool. I printed out that because it was difficult at the time to get my hands on. I think one of the biggest print and plays, one of the most influential or most important print and plays in in my board gaming uh, lifespan of board gaming uh, was obviously, if you guys can't uh, remember this, was t- 2019 um, mm-hmm. Seven Bridges. Yep, I've yeah. got my print and play of Seven Bridges yeah. on the top of my shelf. That print yep. and play um, w- changed Bob's life. Yeah, it really did. When, when Ron sent me the originally sent me those print and play files, um, that just kind of blew up. Yep, you know. So that that was a very yep. interesting time. That was a, that was fun stuff, and I'm really looking forward to getting the physical copy. But yeah, but yeah, that, that print, print and play is play. out there. Um, I, I just got the for Dyson the print and ink. play option. That would you say, right? Uh, for that one, I went for the print and play option for that one. Uh, oh, okay, you went. You went actually was... Kickstarter print and play for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, cool. which was good because um, at the time I was backing too many things and I just didn't have the money. <laughs> yeah, um, aren't we so always it, backing yeah, too many things? It got things? to the point where I had to make some decisions, and yeah, I was very happy to have yeah. the print and play option for that one. So, um, oh but yeah. yeah, so. Rick, you have a couple on the list here. Uh, do you want to talk about the first one? Sure, I can do that. That is a thing I can do. Just have to scroll. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, so the kind of main thing that I have been checking out lately is uh, Print and Play Arcade. So pnparcade.com yep. um, has been really kind of a location where people for years have been putting up print and play versions of their games, whether they're like the playtest version or you know just the finalized version. Um, you know, after a Kickstarter campaign or something. Um, and now they've got a ton of games on there that are from, uh, that are free. And so P- the, you know, generosity that we've seen out of board game publishers has really kind of shown off there. And so, um, 
uh, right now, like, uh, our friends, we've got a couple friends that have games on there. So like weird giraffe games has Mm -hmm. some stuff on there. Um, and we really are fans of their work, uh, Tuesday night games. So that's Alan Girding, one of our, or our very first, uh, guest judge on will it game. Um, he's his games, uh, two room, two rooms in a boom, uh, and the Russian roulette one, uh, are on there. Two rooms in a boom is a fantastic game. If you need something for a really big group, I totally recommend that, though that's probably not the case right now. Um, <laughs> probably but, won't happen uh, for a minute. Yeah, you probably are all right. But, um, yeah, I think Print and Play Arcade is a great place to start if you're looking for some games that you can kind of print off and do yourself. Yeah. You can also check out Facebook. Facebook has some print and play uh, Facebook groups that are people who curate uh, things. Uh, I know there's a Roll and Write Facebook group that I'm a part of that uh, they will share print and play files. Um, there was, uh, what is it? Is it Cat Tower or is it uh, Cat... Cat, oh. Cat, Cat Cafe? Cat Cafe. There was cat a cafe. cat cafe. Yeah. yeah. So somebody had put a print and play version of cat cafe up there, uh, with, uh, the Pusheen, uh, character as the different cat icons and stuff. And so, yeah. uh, I was able to print that out, laminate them, play it with the kids every once in a while. Me and you played it at a, uh, at nukes, uh, during, uh, during one of the meeples, uh, get together. So, um, but yeah, Facebook yep. is a great opportunity to get a hold of some good print and play files where people have modified games or or modified a sheet to uh, to bring some more gameplay out. Oh yeah, I'm actually looking at one of the uh, one of the uh, groups now. It's literally just called Roll and Write Games on Facebook uh, that I'm part of, and as I scroll yep. through the feed, there are just tons and tons of people putting print and play. Uh, sheets up for different roll and write games all over this forum. So there's a I, lo- I love right. that there's so many mediums right now to access uh, free uh, print and play games. So uh, Rick, uh, one of your favorite publishers, actually has print and play versions of a lot of their games. Button shy, yeah. Um, so my first, well, my very first print and play was Burgle Bros, but like that was the that was rough. The one that I've done and I've continued to play uh there are a few from Buttonshy that I've done so stew is one that I did yep. that I play a lot actually for a print and play uh, and all I did was do it on some like you know thicker paper that uh will be a little more durable than just regular printer paper um and you know I've done that a lot and we have sprawlopolis and circle the wagons as well um sprawlopolis was one of those games that kind of it it was it was like the you know how indie films uh, sometimes in they get a lot of attention and you're like I've never even heard yeah. of that and it's like well if you knew films you would know that this is a great movie I feel like Sprawlopolis did that with board gaming communities where it's like well if you knew board games you'd know that this is an amazing little game um, but it is good that made it sound like it's you know not but it is a good game um, and got a lot of attention from certain people last year and something that people could check out but yeah Button Shy has a lot of uh, they have some games on PMP Arcade that are free, um, but a, a lot of their games you can get the print and play versions, and cool. uh, it's really cheap, like three, four bucks, if I recall. That's cool. There's uh, there's also it, while it wasn't expected to be a print and play, you know, things uh, games like a new game called Tiny Farms, uh, which was just released last week. Uh, 
uh, you know, Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle uh, put together a game called Tiny Farms that is super cute. Um, it's one to four players, and you can actually download and print those files. Um, it was pretty cool. I saw the, I got the files to play test it a couple weeks ago, and it was in a format that the artwork was just kind of all over the place. Um, and then uh, Dice Hate Me Games uh, popped in there and worked uh, worked with some artists, and uh, they are publishing it as a free print and play through Board Game Geek. And so that's really really cool. So if you have a decent printer, uh, Tiny Farms is one that you should definitely check out because it's just a couple six sided dice and these files um it's one that we're gonna be yeah i'm definitely gonna have to check that one out because yeah because ben uh ben and matt are uh a couple of my favorite roll and write designers as you know absolutely with uh fleet the dice game which i cannot really get enough of ever but i i think ben is also actually um turning his trying to turn his card game pipe mats uh into a roll and write as well so that's what everybody wants. Yeah. They want nice. them rolling rights. The rolling rights, those print and plays. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of other things too. Like if you're looking for stuff like uh, Love Letter put out a print and play version. Ooh. Love yep. Letter Cinder, uh, which is supposed to be kind of um, the internet dating version of Love Letter. <laughs> there's one that's nice. uh, a card that's, that's called Catfish, which kind of makes me super happy. Um, but there's a Cards Against Humanity put out a family edition. There's all kinds of interesting stuff out there that you can check out. So um, just kind of look around and you'll find something if you want. Yeah. And um, if you want links to the things that we've talked about, um, you know, Print and Play Arcade, uh, some of the Facebook groups that have Print and Plays, Button Shy's uh, Print and Play Collection, Tiny Farms, look in the show notes and that's where it'll be. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, as far as like, how to what extent do you you know meticulously get it ready i think it kind of depends on your game there are some games where you can like make the board you know print it out and kind of put stuff together and it's going to take you a little bit of time to get everything going but i mean if that's what you want to do that's what you can do um but there's games like the button shy games um if you've got a printer that'll work halfway decent you've got some thicker paper um i think that's going to be better or you can print it off on regular paper and maybe like glue it to you know, somebody said they've been using, you know, cereal boxes and stuff like that as stuff that they can kind of, yeah, make I saw that hefty, um, making uh, you know, uh, board game chits. So they yeah, were putting so, the paper onto the cereal boxes and then cutting it, gluing the paper and then cutting them out. I was like, wow, that's actually a really, a nice. really good idea. Right. And, and it's up to how detailed you want it. You know, it's for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, I was actually going to try to run like getting... the cereal box through my printer but it, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. You know, sometimes I had to return the printer to Amazon, it. told him it didn't yeah. work properly. I didn't have yeah, glue. Exactly. So I was like, well, I can't glue the paper on the cereal box. So let me just cut out the back of the box and run it through the printer and see what happens. That's really funny. That would be fantastic. But they, yeah, they, I mean, they, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, another thing is, if you've got card sleeves, that's probably the easiest way. Um, one thing that I did for a couple oh, yeah. of print and plays that I've done over the years is you. I don't have the greatest printer. I have a decent printer at best. So I use my decent printer and I slap those thing in, things in card sleeves uh, and put some additional paper in the back so you can't read through the card. You're good to go. 
I mean, it works. Uh, it works pretty nicely. <laughs> oh man, I have to. I have to say it. I just have to say it because <laughs> we're talking about it, it now. Um, it, it, do you remember when we went to Tantrum Con and uh, and Chad brought? <laughs> he's gonna kill me. Uh, Chad brought the uh, the Reiner uh, print and plays that he was thinking yeah, about publishing, yeah. and, uh, yep. and he he printed them all out on that super thin paper. And yeah, uh, you can we see were, right through we them. Yeah, we were teasing them all weekend uh, about. Yeah, that. that's definitely not a blue card there. Definitely, not. <laughs> I can't I can't see directly through the paper. But however, one of the games he did decide to take that very thin paper and put in uh, card sleeves, so that that does help. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. use what you got. I mean, it's kind yep. of our uh, kind of our moral and some. And if you don't have a lot of stuff, like again, Corinth is a game that you don't need. You need a few dice, which you can steal from any kind of game that you've got around, or just use digital dice. You know, yeah. and yeah. you know, those are things that will easily be able to uh, you'll be able to do. You don't need to kind of have a backing or anything. You're just doing a roll and write kind of print. And play so there. I was going to ask you about that, Rick, uh, because I am I am interested uh, in downloading Corinth to play. Um, I thought they were custom dice. Do they have a a, a legend to uh, tell you what you roll with standard D six, what it might equal, or is is that something included with the game? Or it's got a it's got a Ooh. dice mat so that you print off. So like a one represents this thing, a two represents okay, this cool. thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. so when you roll them, yeah. you just organize them into those okay. different categories. Okay, good. Yeah, it looks good. I've got it sitting off to the side, and you know when Sarah and I have you have this you pl- baby have a is to play just it yet, like or? disrupts all of our playtime. She's just so selfish. Oh, yeah. She wants to be held <laughs> so and fed selfish. and played with. I don't understand. Yeah. Gosh, She's I'm always just kidding. Like, I love my baby. Pay attention to me. I'm the baby. Yeah. Well, you got to teach her the game, man. That's yeah. true. She can, ha- yeah, she can we'll handle it. Exactly. Yeah. Just tell her, don't put the dice in your mouth. That's gross. <laughs> Everything goes in the mouth, man. Everything. Yeah. It's just, oh. that's where all of it goes. Yeah, that's the... That's that's the weird part about kids. Like it's the same issue. It's I like have what's in I your mouth? Oh, it's dice. a penny. It's a penny. Yeah. Cool. Yes, it's a sticker that you ripped off of a box. Okay, that's uh, like, great, whatever. Great. <laughs> just cool. toxic glue. Um, but you know that we've kind of given you some places to start. Um, yeah. But you know, figure out what works for you. Figure out you know. There's also the other option would be to kind of explore games that you can play with like standard decks of cards. Um, there's lots of stuff out there. Um, so I I mean, have fun. Don't let this time where you feel like you're, you know, we can't do anything fun or anything. Yeah, you can, you can totally have fun. Just get a little creative and do a couple extra steps and you can have fun and, you know, unique fun each night if you felt like it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And that's a, that's another good thing I want to mention about, uh, print and play rolling rights as well. Print and play rolling rights, uh, allow you to connect with other people uh, very easily through uh, video media. Um, so if you have something like Google Hangouts or Zoom, is if you pass the files around to all of your friends and family um, and everyone has dice, even if just one person had die and they can run the die on their table to show everyone, they work very well. So it's a, yeah. it's a way to connect with uh, multiple people and not have to use a, a format like table to, uh, Tabletopia or Tabletop Simulator or Board Game Arena for 
for folks who aren't looking to do that. So there, like you said, Rick, there are so many ways that you can still stay connected, even though we are all separated. That's right. Cool. Well, that will do it for this episode of the one board podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And, uh, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And also if while I'm asking, while I'm asking for favors here, why don't you leave us a review? Whatever your podcatcher or whatever it is that you use to download your podcasts, why don't you leave us a review? We would greatly appreciate it. And it helps others find our podcast. So, uh, Rick, why don't you tell, tell the people where they can find us? Oh, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. We've got OneBoardFamily.com. And... Not too long ago, I started our One Board Family Twitch channel. I've That's got right. a stream on there, and I haven't put up another one yet, but it'll it'll come soon enough. It is not high quality as far as like me looking cool in a nice fancy chair. It's just me playing some games on Board Game <laughs> Arena with people, and uh, it's it's good stuff. So um, yeah. if you're that, that's a different way that you can learn how to play. Um, I don't stop talking. It's a little obnoxious if you don't like the sound of my voice, but um, yeah, check it out. And we'll be getting some other folks on there hopefully soon. That's really cool. I'm excited about checking it out, man. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. You guys have a great night, and hopefully you guys stay safe. That would be awesome. Come back uh, in two weeks for another show. Until next time, we'll see you at the table. We all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com.